for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, February 9th, 2012, episode 21 of Attack of the Androids. We are now legal to drink. Hello, party time, excellent, what's up? Welcome, guys, welcome. We got a great cast as usual. Joining me tonight, we got Eric. What's up, Eric? Hello, what's going on, Matt? <laughs> Good, I- I'm glad to see you brought your 10-second delay with you. Glad to have you both. We got Joey. What's I'm up, Joey? Hey guys, how we doing tonight? We're good, good. We got Seth. What's up, Seth? Here again. Oh, hey Matt. <laughs> hey everybody. And we got Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? Have you seen my baseball? Have you seen? <laughs> so, have you seen the news lately? Anyway, first things first. We do the show every Thursday, publish about Friday or Saturday, depending on. Over on GroovyPost.com, you can check it out. That's Attack of the androids.com got our very own site we write reviews how to's news all sorts of cool tech related stuff for groovy post and then uh, we do this podcast with with love this is recorded with love sometimes some intelligence but mostly love uh leave us message 406 204 actually the intelligence is somewhat debatable too well sure uh 406 204 for yourself and try this one more time. Leave us a message. 406-204-4687, of course. Email show at attackoftheandroids.com. You got a question? Did you get a new Android phone? You're like, the hell is this? Ask us. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what the hell that is. So I think they should just send it to me, and I'll, and I'll keep it. Uh, start off, uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the show in iTunes. That'll make sure you get brand new episodes uh, as soon as they're published to your Apple device, and if you're a, a real man, you can subscribe to the feed with your Android phone. Listen, beyond pod, podcatcher, dogcatcher, whatever. So many ways to listen. You can listen right on the site. You can just go to attackoftheandroids.com and boom, play button, done. You know, I'll throw out there that real women are also welcome to subscribe and do all that stuff too. But Do we take know, the sign me. down, the, the boys only sign? Did you get rid of that? Yeah, we I told Joey it was a terrible idea. He's like, no, dude, girls will ruin the whole thing. I'm like, all right. All right. Excuse me. Whenever did I say that? And in hindsight, you're right. They, they do ruin. You said they, it with your eyes. They ruin life. They ruin love. They ruin perfection. And that's fine. Maybe just the ones but they I find. also They also make cool Android beanies. Of which I received mine. That they do. So you're right. They're not. They're not all bad. They're not all. They're not all bad. Just a few. We like Julie. Julie's awesome. So uh, made of this awesome. week in things that are bothering Matt. <clears throat> oh, we don't even have enough web space to put that episode up. Uh, let's start out. I've been. We got a, my review up on Groovy Post. If you guys remember for the Transformer Prime, and you remember there's a, a, a long, drawn out, horribly written story about. 
some people just having sick, sick primes. Some people, uh, the the people that first ordered the pre-orders, like way the the early early adopters, they got primes without a serial number in it, just unknown. Sorry, bought this thing, scratched the VIN number off, resold it. That's fine. Uh, some people whose primes had serial numbers, they worked perfectly. All the cores, functioning, processing, doing math calculations, all the the amazing things a prime should do. And then there's those of us like me who got a prime and it worked great and then we updated ICS and it stopped working. Period. Random reboots, freezes, crashes, weird screen glitches. Uh, so it's just kind of fast forward because there's been some updates and that's kind of the, the point of me bringing this up. Um, Asus had a, a gentleman by the name of Gary Key in the forums, in the XDA developer forums. So they, they were like, whoa. Because, <clears throat> you know, when, when you search for something like that, where's the first place it takes you? Usually either XDA or uh, what's the other big one? There, there's a few, I guess. But you always end up there because chances are somebody's had the problem and there's a whole discussion about it, which more times than not, in, in my uh, experience, it, it leads to an answer and a, 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 a fix for whatever issue. Not so much in this case. There is now, let me check, 94 pages <laughs> of people. The majority of the posts are like, I just got this and it's broken. What's up? How many of those posts are you? Uh, Like 10 maybe out of 94 <laughs> pages. 10 pages? No, no. Yeah, no, not at all. Because I, I was helping, you know, test when they, they pushed out uh, an update that should have fixed it. And so everybody's kind of. Basically, I, I wrote this yesterday, and, and what it what it boils down to, and this you can find this on the forums in XDA, or uh, if you go to the show notes for this episode, we'll have links in there, uh, the links in the the Transformer Prime review, and in last week's show notes. So I, I really want attention to this because uh, what what started out, somebody had mentioned in the forums that why is anyone picking up on this? None of the tech sites or blogs are writing anything about this. Last I checked, I think I was the only one that wrote a, a review that was published on the internet, you know, for a site that even mentioned it, aside from forum posts, but nothing like, you know, formally formally written about it. So I was like, that, that's odd. Let's pull some attention to it. I found a petition of people saying, you know, give us the, the TF701 when it comes out because you totally ripped us off. And so the more I think about it, and uh, an over-the-air update finally came out. Uh, what was it? Two days ago. I got it Wednesday morning, Tuesday morning, and this was it, right? This is everybody on the forums is like holding their breath, turning blue, being like, "When's the update?" You know, bugging. I'm sure the crap out of Gary Key, like ETA send ETA. Hey, hey, do you know ETA? You know when this is going? Hey, I just dropped like eight hundred dollars or six hundred dollars or whatever on this. Uh, do you know when it'll work? And, you know, that's fine. That's your job, I, <laughs> I suppose. But so it finally comes out, and everybody rejoices. And so far, they fixed, you know, a, a few things. Seems more stable. You can actually run it in performance mode, and it actually uses all the cores like it wasn't doing before. Uh, GPS seems to be a little stronger. I don't really use GPS that much because it's a tablet, but um, Wi-Fi seems a little better. They completely broke the YouTube app. Completely 
D- sorry, were you using that? It's fine. Don't use that. Just go to the site, which you can do if you want a quick workaround. If you uh, are in this position, just go to YouTube, the site. Like, that works fine. I, I was testing out the new Chrome beta uh, browser for ICS only, and it works beautifully. But that's not the point. You were supposed to update to fix stuff, and you broke stuff. So, so, so Matt, I know that this is like Aggravating. A, a personal vendetta, uh, vendetta for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and, and I know that you're really amped up. Um, well, I don't know about that. I just, I, I think attention should be called but, to this. Like, should it not? No, it should. It, it, it should. But this feels like a, a, a recurring segment, which is totally cool. But I'm kind of sitting here going, uh, this only applies to like three of us. Yeah, no, I, I get yeah, it. I get it. Uh, you know, and and I'm just I'm concerned for our listeners. Sure, sure. And I mean, I'll 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 throw the majority of this stuff in in the update to the review that I'll write. But I, I just want to mention the update did come out and it broke more stuff, and it still seems <laughs> like people are still having problems. So, so is it overall better with the update or not? Like Honestly, if I bought one, would you with tell t- me to do the update or not? I would tell you to hold off on the update, but I would tell you how to tinker with it to get it stable again. And granted, it's the weirdest thing because there's some that are working fine that and some that aren't. It's totally hit or miss. So it's really dependent upon your particular prime. So I, I would tell you disable all the ASUS stuff. You go into applications, you can hit disable on almost everything that ASUS preloaded there. And for me personally, that made the prime so much more stable. I still couldn't use performance mode or anything, but it I got it working so that wasn't just a, a bricked paperweight, you know. So You know, I'll throw out there that, you know, so I, I just got my Prime this past weekend, like right after our show. So I've been playing with it um, the past week and rooting it and doing all that good stuff. Um, I've actually found mine to be really, really stable. What Do you so, have it in front of you there? What serial number do you have? Do you know off the top of your head? A serial number that I have? No, I don't. Um, okay. No, no problem. But, uh, I, was, I was just curious yeah. if you got the one that says Beacock in it, or if you got uh, one without one, or if you got one of the newer uh, ones. I think I, I don't know. Maybe it's one of the newer ones because it is so, very. Check. It's very stable, and when you, I've I've really enjoyed it. When you got it, did it have honeycomb on it? What did it come with? It did. Okay. It came with honeycomb, and then and, you uh, did and the... I crossed my fingers and upgraded to ICS and like, the. And the, same night. and the firmware update. Yep. And then you so, got two more, or just one more? Uh, I am, as of this morning, I am on the latest the latest firmware, so probably what you're talking about point right one, now. 0.13? Because there was an intermediate one that was 0.11, and that's the one that we all got, and then the, the new one that just came out is 0.13. Yeah, so I was on 0.11, and that's when I wrote my... Uh, that's when I wrote my article for Groovy Post on how to root it. Right. Um, and then this morning I upgraded to point one three. And you haven't had any lockups, no screen blinds, nothing like that. Nope, nothing. It is a. Do you? It's a good tablet. Do you want to trade me? No. Because <laughs> I know at all. this is the most amazing tablet, and I, this is honestly this is the tablet I was waiting for, which I think is why again I. Do we do spend so much time on it? Is because this was supposed to be the end all, and Asus has just had problem after problem with it. Could it still be though? Ninety nine pages we're up to now. 
Right, but could it still be the be-all, end-all tablet? It is. If this would work, if they would even drop it back down to Honeycomb where it actually did work, I would be happy. Well, I don't think they have to do that. I, honestly, I think they, they just need to they need to fix whatever the problem is with some of the older ones. But as far as, like, like with mine, ice cream sandwich on this thing is awesome. Um, this is... This is like the if, – if anybody was going to ask me what tablet should I get, um, you know, the first thing I would say is, well, do you use other Apple products? Do you want that? If so, get an iPad. But if, if you're not tied into that ecosystem, this is the tablet to get. Absolutely. Because it's light and the keyboard is awesome oh, yeah. and the operating system is great. And, I mean, the price point, that's basically it's either this or the iPad, right? Or, I mean, are there any – I heard some people getting kind of excited about that Samsung Note. That seemed the the phablet, yeah. the phone tablet. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Let me finish this up. So on uh, the eighth, that was yesterday. Uh, Gary Key says we plan on releasing the new OTA update with revised firmware and code to solve the problem of random lockup reboots uh, early next week. And then later that day, he says, "Hey, we pushed nine point four point two point one three U.S. version. Now keep in mind, there's a worldwide version, WW, and there's the U.S. version. So." Uh, early to address the random, they pushed it out early to address the random lock and reboot issues. Plus, you might see general improvements in performance, including Wi-Fi and maybe, maybe even a GPS. Does that is that does that sit well with you guys? Like, you might also like is is nothing. They don't for, know. They, they don't, don't know right? They're just they're just throwing crap. They're so, like. Yeah, that's and that's what I don't know, man. I, it's just been a, a huge hassle and a, a huge part of my lifetime dedicated to just dealing with this, and it's it's frustrating. Especially PDA Net three point two five just came out, and that unlocks wireless tether on the Galaxy Nexus. So no longer do you have to pay another fee to Verizon to do something you should be able to do in the first place. So wireless tether, Galaxy Nexus to the Transformer Prime to the droid x they're all connected while i'm in the truck and it is amazing but so that's where we are with Does that. that affect the battery life uh, i have it plugged in so <laughs> but yeah so it, do you guys think that that will so as far as as far as pd net pda net's been concerned um i believe that it's been fairly immune to um like the wireless carriers coming in and uh ha- asking google to block it in the market no, not, for their devices not that's not altogether true. They, it got pulled. I, I started using PDA Net back when the original Droid first came out. It was one of the first apps I purchased. Shortly after that, when I got my Droid X, I went to go get it, and it was gone. And then I read that, yeah, they pulled it. They came out oh. with another version, called it something else, and that stayed. I think that one may have got pulled also. And now they're doing it so <laughs> you have to go to their site, June Fabrics, right? Download the EXE. For PDA Net 3.25, plug in your phone, copy the EXE to your phone, and then run it from there, and that will install it. Which is, I mean, it's kind of a mess, but it's so worth it. This thing will uh, USB tether for your laptops. It will Bluetooth tether for whatever. I don't know why you'd use that. And now the wireless tether, which is awesome. It just sets up a little access point, WPAPSK, encrypted, boom, good to go. So, all hmm. right. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit then and uh, talk about something Jeremy wants to talk about. What do you think 
about the Facebook IPO. Not exactly Android-related, but interesting nonetheless. I think anyone that buys on day one should in- instead give me all of their money. Okay. Because I think that or I me. am more likely to return on that investment to them than Facebook. Do you find it interesting that uh, the majority of that money is based on potential? No, because that I mean that's fairly standard. I mean when when you valuate a company, you value It's all potential. Well, it's 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 current performance, it's past performance, it's future performance. And you got to you got to weigh all those, I you know. See. And obviously, they don't all have the same weight. Sure. But it's an investment. It's a gamble. So, you know, you're looking at the fact that Facebook has 850 million users. Is that and really accurate? I mean, I feel like are, is there a lot of those spam or just fake? Account? Like, is that a really well, tangible? It depends number? on how you define active user, too. Well, see, I heard that they were saying anyone that clicks a like button, like if you go to attackoftheandroids.com and click like, you're counted as a Facebook active user, even though you never went to Facebook. My understanding is that they consider an active user to be someone that logs into Facebook a minimum of once a month. Uh, See, I read something different where that number was included in, you know, any time you click a like, any time you share, anything like that that is done on your Facebook account, not even necessarily being on the site. But maybe I'm wrong. That's just what I read. Well, that that would be more likely a hit count than an active user account. Well, it's, you know, and I'm sure if someone wants to dig through the ridiculous number of pages in the S1, they can find the answer (laughs) to that. Don't care about it that much. (laughs) Right. The point is, if you break it out, $100 billion versus $850 million is something like, what is it, $118 per user? Do you feel like you're worth $118? Over on, Facebook's lifetime? Absolutely. On that, on that platform? If you, if you look at it that way, I would say it's actually undervalued. Really? Yeah. How yeah, many things you look, do you actually if, buy that you saw as an ad on Facebook? Oh, that doesn't matter. It matters how many people want to advertise to you. Really? Even though, Even if that advertising falls on deaf ears? Even if you click it and say, that's a dumb ad, don't ever show me that? Even if you use an ad blocker? I've I've noticed let's let's put it this way. Two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I started placing some Facebook ads for for my day job for my company. Sure. And I was getting stuff in at you know two cents, three cents for a thousand impressions, and it's up to a quarter, thirty cents. In some cases, it's over a dollar. I mean, it's been exponential and what, growth. What was your... just like in the early days of uh, of of bidding on Google. You know, I remember when when um, I started doing some work for for a local real estate agent, and we were doing some bids at like twenty five cents for like some generic terms like homes in Vermont and things like that. Right. And within a few months, it was up to dollars. Wow. You know, people are willing to pay, and that's where that money's going to come from. Do you do you foresee a lot of these? Because I mean, a, a lot of these companies have an advertising budget set aside, but very little of it, I feel like, is dedicated to web advertising. It's mostly radio, TV, that kind of things. More uh, localized uh, forms. Do you feel like this is going to change that some, and they're going to start taking some of that budget and focus it on online ads? Well, I think some firms are already starting to do that. I want to say it's something. Uh, 
12%. 12%. There was a statistic I read not well, too Well, I guess long what ago. I'm what I'm asking what? is do do you feel like because this is now a public thing, it, will that cause more of this? Are people going to be like, "Ooh, look, Facebook's I- I don't think that's going to have any effect on on where businesses are spending their ad dollars. Okay. I, I think the more the more relevant is relevant thing for for us for this show and everything is it how well the Facebook IPO does um, will have a direct effect on the economy, the global economy. It was interesting to kind of think about the all the new millionaires are that are going to be out in the world because of this. Like we we heard about on a, a Twitch show about the the guy that painted the mural on the wall, who got yeah. like an IOU of sorts and is now what two hundred fifty million dollars, like something ridiculous. Wow. And I feel like there's a lot of young kids that got snatched up back when this whole thing started that have been, you know, coding their brains out and are now kind of looking forward to a vacation. I kind of want to start a little company that's like, hey, you, you don't have any friends. Like, let me be your friend and we'll go party on your money. Show them a good time. Like an escort, but no homo, you know. <laughs> well, you know, if the money's right. Well, podcast. Podcast party. Let's do it. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, it's something we all use. I mean, almost daily. If if you if you live publicly as a lot of us do, or if you do podcasts mainly, you're going to use these services more than say the the normal person. But then again, who knows? Because the normal person is on there playing Farmville, and God knows that is an addiction. <laughs> so, and know. the other thing is, is that I don't know about you guys, but I find that I very rarely actually recommend anything or, or or suggest someone go to a link. I notice you guys don't even recommend our own damn show. <laughs> I'm like, all right, uh, that's that's not true. Do you? Do you guys? Do you guys tell your friends that we do this, or is it like a closet thing? Well, um, I see you're all posting you might, right you now. Might want to pick a different word for some of the people on this panel, but well. Uh, I, I definitely tell people what I'm doing. That's cool. You live. I let everybody know. Yeah, I'm like, hey. Say again, Eric. I said, I just don't do it on Facebook. What do you he use? He doesn't, it. doesn't have the bandwidth. That's true. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Facebook. What's Facebook? That doesn't work on. No, links. I, I usually use Google Plus. Do you? I none of my real friends are there. It's all just tech people, which is cool. Like if I want a good, intelligent conversation, G plus is where I'm going. But if I just want, you know, interaction with my friends, that's Facebook still, which is unfortunate. I feel Google plus. I there's so much potential there. The app is great. Like there, there's a lot of cool things it does that it would be more useful if more of our local friends were taking advantage of it. I think it's going to be separated in uh, – well, in so many ways, I feel that Facebook uh, is the AOL for our generation or for our or, – or, or for this time. It's going to be the thing that almost every single person is on, like it or not, kicking and screaming or not. Uh, you're on there because everybody else is on there, and you kind of have to be. It's weird, though, the kicking and screaming part. I think that's for show. I think it's not considered cool to want to be on Facebook. So you're like, oh, yeah, I had to get a Facebook. But, like, you love it. Shut up. You love it. But it's that facade you put up for other people's sake is like, oh, yeah, I was totally not getting, not even going to do that. But, you know, then, then my girl, she's like, hey, you better get on here so you can be my boyfriend. And like, I was like, yeah, I had to do it. 
Like, I feel like it's a lot of that, you know, like, pshaw, I don't, I don't use I got to admit, I, I mean, I've had an account on almost every single social networking platform that there has been. I have a Twitter, I have a G+, I have a Facebook, uh, I have a MySpace technically because people keep going to it so it won't die. Uh, uh, I never did get on Friendster. Friendster and Diaspora are the two that I'm missing. Uh, but anyway, on on the main, the, the more mainstream ones, I've got an account, and Facebook was the first one that I actually felt like I got meaningful interaction out of it. Uh, was that just because your mom was on there? Or? No, my, uh, yeah, funny. No, uh, seriously, actually, for <laughs> a technologically forward person, I have very technologically re, uh, unsophisticated mm-hmm. parents. No offense to well, call them retards. I heard it. It's fine. Nah, Joe, no, Joey's no, no. mom, he it. thinks you are... <laughs> that's terrible. You should, regressed, you should teach her more. Well, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's never going to happen, so sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I... I'd spend my time in Orcut. <laughs> Jeremy. Oh, I thought Orcut was kind of cool when I first saw it. And then I saw mm. that it was like a ghost town. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'm um, moving but, on. What do you What do you guys think of Path? Have Have you guys used this much at all? I used it a little bit uh, when I was in Florida for this pod. Or no, it was Milwaukee for this podcast thing we did there. And uh, an Apple iPhone friend of mine was like, "Check this out." And it was it was early iterations of it, but it was a it was an interesting idea. I never stuck with it because I didn't need another one. You know, I I don't need. Another one. I, I, I have my social circle, my social societal graph pretty much in order. So that there there wasn't a place for it, I guess. But do any of you guys use it, Seth? I don't use it. I yeah. Joey, <laughs> anybody? I, I tried to. explain a little bit what path is? It's the path to your life. Uh, I like the secret. Something like that. So basically, it's a smart journal. This is from their site that helps you share life with the ones you love. Uh, I heard they have a hundred and fifty friend cap. So, uh, what's his name? I think Alex Lindsay. Maybe he wrote something that he said. Path. You're only friends with the people on Path that you would invite to a dinner party. Like that's kind of how it's supposed to be used. I guess. But it, it's basically just a, a – it lets you share pictures. Let, it kind of keeps track of your, your life, which, like I said, I didn't have a, a niche for that to really fit in, you know. But it, it's interesting. Yeah. So the thing I wanted to, to talk about with is they got in a little uh, – some privacy issues because somebody was poking around in there. And they saw that Path takes your whole contact list and puts it on their server. That way they can see, you know, when when your mom joins Path, it'll pop up a thing on your phone that's like, yo, your mom just joined Path. Come, you know, check it out. And that's how they're able to do that, I guess. Uh, What I suppose they didn't think about is that it's being, first of all, transmitted there in clear text. It's not encrypted. And then when it's there, it's still not encrypted, which I don't know. Does that is that bothersome does it matter it's your contact list some people i would imagine have uh, pretty important information in there right well i think i think that this story and then um you know the the other stories we've had about hand sent just 
they just highlight the fact that there probably needs to be a like maybe a recommendation or a better standard uh, that these developers can you know follow things that sure. should be common sense, but you know that says hey when you're doing this sort of stuff maybe you shouldn't do it in clear text maybe you should encrypt this information if you're keeping it at all right there should be a set so. of standards that say if this is kind of like what they do with your medical records if if your Let's. doctor wants to put that stuff online they have to they have a whole super strict set of rules about the server the access permit like everything because it's it's really sensitive information yeah jeremy all right let me break this down let me make this this simple all right anybody who puts anything online and I'm going to take, make, make an exception for business information because right, in, yeah. in many cases you have to do that. If you put personal information online and you expect that it will remain perfectly private and you put something up that is embarrassing or you don't want people to know, you're a freaking idiot. And I feel like we've, we've had, we've said we've that had so many compromises and so many very high profile news stories about this over the last two years you're a moron. Yep. And, and the f- only what? appropriate course of action, and I will punch someone in the face if they argue this, is to not put stuff online that you don't want people to know. Assume everything is public. And just you know, Jeremy, put, get ready to punch me in the face. Buy a ticket. In the face. Fly out here. No, no, no I'm going to wait till you come back. But the well, only way to okay, do that. The, Here's the difference, though, is that with Pat, so it's using your contact list, right? So with, with all these different technologies that, you know, now we have, you know, Internet on our phone and we have these, you know, smartphones that everything is integrated, the, the lines are a little blurred at that point. Well, so, they yeah, haven't your, your evolved. your initial premise is okay. What's that, your, they, what's that, uh, Matt? They haven't evolved with the technology. We're still using legislation that was written for papyrus and inkwell. You know, like, it, it's it's oh. that mentality, I feel like, that is uh, the root of a lot of these problems, you know. Well, what, what's that aside, aside the point is that when you – okay, so there should be – there should be sort of – so there's an expectation that, yes, there can be compromises. We've seen it in the past. But that is not an excuse – for a service provider, so somebody like Path, to basically be—I I don't want to say negligent because that you know has legal implications—but you know to you know to not take the appropriate steps to to make the best effort to keep people's data safe. Well, and check this out. Think, put put yourself in their position. You're creating a social photography app. Is privacy on your on the on the front of your mind? Like social photography means you're sharing pictures why would you even think that oh wow we better make this really super secure so that the the things people are sharing don't get shared like it it almost seems counterproductive but that that's making an assumption for all of the users that all of the time in every situation there will not be any need for security and the problem is that may one day come but right now we have too many uh, people that are, if you want to use, as Jeremy is stating, misusing online resources like that, the thinking they're private, you have to at least for the short term plan to be able to build security into these apps. Well, now hold on. Otherwise, you're going to get a backlash. Is that a misuse or is that an uneducated user base? Well, an uneducated the the problem with an uneducated user base or a user base that refuses to read, you know, the license agreements well, and, and then, whatnot, and then is that. 
take they it. then have a demand which influences the market, which means that's what the market wants. But then take it one step further and put the responsibility aspect of it. Whose responsibility is it to educate those users? If they're your users, is that your responsibility or is it the user's responsibility? Is it the government? Like who whose finger who do you point the finger at when people go, oh, Well, we didn't know we're dumb. Derb derb. I don't it's it's not a question of education it's a question of what is sensible it it trying trying to put all this responsibility on the companies and I'm not I'm not letting them off the hook the companies if you provide data they should very clearly indicate to you what is public what is private and they should make reasonable attempts at keeping your private things private but trying to trying to say that it's it's the entirely the fault of the companies is a very idealistic view. And it's like, right. you know, I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to take out $20,000 from my savings account that I'm going to go bring to a realtor that, you know, I'm going to buy a house. Well, look at it this so way. I'm walking if... around with this cash in a clear plastic bag and I happen to walk through, you know, a populated area. Now, nobody should steal my money, but I'm going to bear some level of responsibility well let's take a step back from that listen what if you get robbed of that money while you're in the bank is that still like who who does that fall on then is that the bank because it happened in their place because that's kind of what what i feel like this is kind of related to is that well guys this isn't this is i don't even think that's a good analogy so the analogy here would if we're going to use a bank would be you gave the bank your money and they had to take it from safe A to safe B, but they didn't lock the Brinks truck. Well, that would be a better I mean, analogy if we were talking about PayPal, but we're not. We're talking about a social well, photography We're, we're talking, we're talking about, about something that is within the control of the user. Sure, okay. Did, wait, it hold is on. Within, so maybe I misunderstand. I don't have a – where else am I going to put $20,000? I'm going to put it in a bank. What do you I'm mis- not going to bury it in the backyard. That's stupid. What do you misunderstand? Eric, what do you the misunderstand? The problem here is that – they were they're transmitting user data in clear text and they are storing it in clear like they're not they are not doing something on their side this would not be this would not be clear to the user how would the user know how would the user even be able to make that decision this is I'm not just talking about path I'm speaking more generally oh okay because this well, comes up week after week after week and it I'm, does, I'm huh? just it's just it's irritating. It's annoying. It's not necessary anymore. And I'm not I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about this. I'm just it's it's like a personal crusade at this point. I just want to slap people in the face it- and say stop posting your private crap on Facebook and Path and Twitter. And you know what? When when people happen to see the photo of your testicles that you mm-hmm. accidentally didn't DM, stop crying about it because you shouldn't because you just. Stop. All right. So basically the backlash against Path, and this is uh, from The Guardian, started with a blog post by Aaron Thampy, who discovered that the company's app was sending users address books to its servers. The story was soon splashed across the blogosphere, leading Path's chief executive, Dave Morin, to make a public apology titled simply, quote, we are sorry on the company's own blog. Quote, we made a mistake. Over the last couple of days, users brought to light an issue concerning how we handle your personal information on PATH, specifically the transmission and storage of your phone contacts. 
Through the feedback we've received from all of you, we now understand that the way we had designed our, quote, add friends feature was wrong. We are deeply sorry if you were uncomfortable with how our application used your phone contacts. Uh, he then went on to stress that Path has only been using the data to improve the quality of its friends' suggestions, but added that the company has now deleted its entire stash of user-uploaded contacts and has updated its apps to make the contact sharing an opt-in affair. Now, businesses, take note. That, that right there, that's how you apologize. Yeah. That was taken right out of the book of how to write and craft the perfect CEO apology. That was beautiful. So, pretty pretty interesting. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about next? You see this uh, Android uh, home entertain- uh, entertainment system? Android powered? Yeah, that just just sort of dropped this evening, I think. The Sort of the news about that, the Wall Street Journal's article. Is this Schmidt's uh, prophecy coming true? It, the six month in what? What do you say? We'll, we'll have Google TVs and half the sets or something? Half the set tops? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know so much about that. I think it's interesting that Google... This is just another area where Google Dominates. is entering. You know what I mean? I, I'm just, is there any? I mean, I love Google. Obviously, I'm doing the show, and I like a lot of the work they do. But I'm like, I'm wondering what's going to be left <laughs> for the rest of the world. You know what I mean? When Google is is starting to do everything electronic, you know, they're gonna, they're starting to take here. This is like a Sonos competition, right? Could you, in essence, make enough money to fund your own private Google Space system? And go find your own planet and start over there, just like Google, <laughs> planet Google. Like, could you imagine that Google and Apple just having wars with their well, planets, like the Death Star? You know, Matt, that's really interesting. And and I mean, uh, okay, that's not that interesting. <laughs> but sort of the direction you're going is interesting because we're trying to figure out, like, where, like, Google and Apple, where in order does to keep stop? the profit, in order to keep the profits coming or the growth coming, right? They need to be expanding. And they're both trying to find places to expand, and I'm wondering when this will end. You know what I mean? Like, what what are they going to go to next? You know, Apple's already talking about, or there's rumors about Apple coming out with a television. And you know, was Google and Google? You know, will Google come out with their television? And then, um, you know, Google now has this home entertainment system, and they want to. You know, I think last um, Google I/O they were talking about. Like Google Lighting or something like that. You know what I mean all these well, like just fancy an overall smart, home automation. It's a smart house or a smart environment yeah. that maybe then, your cell phone controls or whatever main Android device. And then I mean, is. think what else Google's doing, right? They have like a Google Car that can drive itself, right? They've been doing all sort of but tests on that. Check this out. Are, has anybody else tried to do it? Like, I almost feel like Google's doing things that you know nobody else has really thought to try or maybe they have and failed well or, this this is certainly like done this by is Sonos, an engineer right? they're, they're a major company that's, that does what this is thought to do engineer Google, there's stuff, also right? rumor of google getting a google drive coming out that released this last week well that's gdocs um, basically right what's that that's gdocs basically google yeah but except you could you could store things other than um It'll, it's almost like a Dropbox type I thing, maybe. Do. I don't know if people know exactly what it is yet. You can upload other stuff to Docs. Like, I have all my rap uh, lyrics in Docs, and then I have the actual MP3s up there. Just in case, you can't play them or anything, but if I ever need to download them somewhere real well, quick, I have it'll them. It'll be interesting to see if it's a mix. It might just, it may be, end up being a mix between Google Music, Google Docs, 
um, you know, Picasso, the Google Photos, right? I like you know Picasso what I mean? It's too, interesting yeah. how it's all going to be tied together, but it, it may be some sort of unifying, you know, um, file system or something, or who knows? Right. That might end up being something like Dropbox or something. But they're doing that, and then so they're competing with Dropbox now. And then, you know, d- I, another rumor came out that they're developing, um, like, heads up display glasses. Yeah, is that for real? Because I always I liked Ray Kurzweil's The The Age of Spiritual Machines, and in there he makes some pretty crazy (laughs) predictions. And one of those was lenticular these lenses that you put over your eyes, like contacts that were full on displays that were linked to you know uh, augmented reality types. I mean, it'd be it would be interesting because you know now they're getting into like watches that connect with you know Motorola has the active or whatever that connects with yeah, Android phones and things like that. That's a gimmick. Like why? That's so dumb. Well, I could see it being useful to have For to not have to go into your pocket to pull out your. To check what your text message was that you just really? got. The, so, you, you can get wireless earbuds for it, which makes it kind of cool. Solely as a yeah. display. that Okay, that's kind of cool. But to, that's to what I mean. expect check. any kind of raw functionality with it other than... Yeah, to than check your mail or to check sh- your text without going into your pocket. You right. know, that seems like And like Jeremy me. said, like, if if you can couple that with the voice rec stuff yeah. and, and yeah. use that as an input without needing to pull out your phone, then yeah, sure, that's that's cool. But I always and you, thought... You could also check the time on it. Oh, get the hell out of here. I always thought about time. these augmented... No, that's what I have my phone for, Joey. God. These augmented yeah, reality well. apps are so cool, but they're so useless until you have a proper input for them. And these glasses, something wearable, some sort of projector for the, your vehicle, something like that. It, you can't hold your phone up. I mean, it's cooler with a tablet, but it's still stupid. Like, you can't do that. You have to, It has to be wearable. One of the books that I just finished, uh, Pandora's Star by Peter F. Hamilton, mm. uh, he talks about inserts in the brain sure. and your virtual vision. Sure, why not? And and I'll Soup tell you, that up. is a concept that has got a lot of uh, it, it. It it really makes it not necessarily practical, but it makes it extremely interesting to me to have you know you know for instance, you could literally have someone that is blind and be able to see with cameras that are, that they may wear micro cameras that they would wear. And then everything is beamed directly into their nerves. Right. We augment ourselves and then we go to Mars. See, we can't go to Mars like we are right now. I mean, I'll volunteer. I'll be the first in line, but if we could augment ourselves first and then like, that'd be way cooler. (laughs) <laughs> just, just saying. I'm going to, to Mars. Yeah. To, to get back to the Google thing, I, I love that there's competition, right? I love that Google's trying to push the boundaries in all these areas, and I love. I think Google's a great company. Um, I just don't want it to be There's the next like f- AT and T. You know what I mean? It has to get like the AT and T from ten years ago. You know what I mean? It has to get cut up in a, ten different companies that like gets too big to hurt competition, or you know, or I don't want a well, world know, that's, that's just Google and Apple. You know, and maybe Microsoft that- doing a few things. So all these so you, things. You Hold on, what, Eric? No, go. I'll let Jeremy go because he seems real happy right now. <laughs> Seth just said Microsoft will be doing a few things. Well, I think your hair's too tight. <laughs> Windows Phone well, Seven, right? Is, if, if you look at the the major, okay, I'm trying to think how to say this. The major companies that are very forward thinking right now, right? Like Windows Phone Seven is obviously good, but they're not succeeding. 
in the things that seem to be the next generation, right? The things that seem to be the next generation of phones and tablets, right? Right now, that's an Android and Apple market, whereas Microsoft is definitely playing catch-up on the sorts of things that seem to be, like, the future. Um, that's all I meant by that. But the company's job isn't to be forward thing. It's to make money. Only you know, not a company well, that's trying not to be evil, though. Or trying to make matter. it look. That doesn't matter. Trying to make it look like they're not evil. Eric, what were you going to say? Yeah, oh, let, let, let Eric be on topic. <laughs> Bring <laughs> no, it home. All I was going to say is I think, that, I think that what Google is doing here is really important for Android phones. Because if you were to go out and buy uh, an iDevice, like an iPod Touch or, an, or like an, I, uh, an iPhone, you can buy like all these, you know, stupid docks that you know do this, that, and the other. You can do things with your with your device. There's a huge, in my opinion, there's a huge lack of hardware available for most Android phones to do simple things like playing music through speakers or you know have alarm clock, like that sort of thing that uh, people like to use. So Google's trying to, I think, fill a void here. And if they do that, then that only makes their phone and tablet market more successful. No, I think that's a good point. And, and actually, yeah. I would be interested in this. I mean, if I could have one speaker system that could talk to, I mean, how many, how many Android devices do I have in this house right now? Like five of them or something, you know, like where I could talk to any of my five Android devices wirelessly. That'd be pretty sweet. You know, I mean, the I thing is, is does it have to be an Android device or does it just have to be an open standard that everybody works on that every phone could interoperate. Well, but and- Android is open. But I, I hear what you're saying. I would like it to be an open standard of some sort, I mean, but I'm guessing the, it would the be thing is, an Android the, open standard. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but open standards are open. Anyone can implement them. And, and, that, and that's really what we're pushing for. And I, I don't know, I, I hate to catch everybody off guard, but has anybody else noticed that we are slowly, at least, heading towards a more open source world? We've got people that are getting data out of uh, services that were previously logged in. Uh, locked Except in, excuse me. Only part Except of it. Apple, which well, is the exact opposite. Well, do you part mean of the open world. or open source? Well, I, I'm I'm using the term open source a little bit loosely. Uh, what you I, mean what, ownership what I mean by, of data? In that case, what I'm saying is, you know, you've got a more open world. You've got more open standards. You've got more ability to move data from previously siloed applications into other applications, Google's data liberation front, for instance. You've got the ability to download everything you ever put from Facebook and then kill your account. I mean, these are services that provide these people, these companies with no positive revenue stream, yet they're offering them because people are saying they want that. And I think that's good. And I think that as we get further and further down that road, that openness is going to learn is going to lean more in the direction of open source in that you're going to be able to say okay i've written a program that will import all these and put them onto this service if you define it as open then yeah it's really positive all you're doing as i now have the ability to back up my own crap that's what you're saying you're saying i own my stuff now then i I think i'm a little more cynical because the way things are now we pay these services are free, but we, in essence, pay for the services with our content. I'm going to give you this content, and you're going to let me use this to put it here and share it with people, which is cool. Everyone benefits, but where's that line drawn when, you know, 
you're making way more money. I'm not getting uh, any piece of that eight hundred billion dollars from Facebook. You know, they use some of my content. I mean, they use all. It's a, a group collective, but none of us are gonna see any of that. You know, it's it's just hey, how I it would, is. It's not you Joey, know. Joey. Oh, Joey, I was gonna ask a question. What company do you see aside from Google? And maybe I just don't know that it's making lots of money on something that's open sourced. You mean, or something that's even broadly open? Joey and his computer um, business. I mean, like I can think of Apple's not. I mean, it's the opposite of open. Microsoft is not. How about um, Canonical? The people, the people behind Ubuntu. How about Red Hat? The people that are kicking butt on the server market and providing support for. But hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. How are they making their money from selling? They- a version of their open product, which is... No, no. they're not. Is no, that not? No, they're, they're making not. their money off service. Oh, okay. Correct. They are making their money off of support. The the Red Hat, for instance, if we look specifically at Red Hat, Red Hat OS, uh, or Red Hat Enterprise Linux, R-H-E-L, is an open source product. You cannot uh, get it without buying a support license, but after that support contract uh, goes under, you can keep running it without support, and they're not going to stop you. You, I mean, it's they don't own it. They can't. They can't shut you off, but they don't have to provide you with any support. On the other hand, you can get CentOS, C-E-N-T-O-S, which is Red Hat Enterprise Linux with the Red Hat trademarks stripped out, any proprietary or even quasi-propriety Red Hat code written out and replaced with other code, and it's available online for anybody to download. And it's... I think they advertise more than 98% uh, binary compatible with anything you can run on Red Hat. So it, it, it open source does work and open source does work as a business model because you can provide support for it. And to a certain extent, I'm doing that. I have several customers that are running Linux uh, and I have many more that are running stuff like LibreOffice, uh, OpenOffice, uh, although I'm waiting, I'm I'm phasing that out and switching mostly to Libra. Uh, but a, a lot of open source programs, whether they understand that they're open source or not, and they're running them under my direction, and I'm providing the support for them. All right. Now, Seth, relate that back to Android. Go. <laughs> well, the whole open source discussion back to Android. Dirt! Uh, Too late. All right. Moving on. Uh, app picks. Yeah. Who's got app picks? What's up? App picks. We had some really good picks last week. I enjoyed that. Uh, Seth, what do you got this week for us? Um, well, this week I have something called HD Widgets, Ooh. which was a um, it was an Amazon app of the day, I think, or maybe it was it was maybe during their Google sale. I forget which one it was. You know, over Christmas they had those like ninety nine cent app of the day sales, yeah, or whatever, yeah. or maybe it was ten cents. Um, and so I just recently had my touchpad and I put ice cream sandwich on it, um, which was a super easy. I'd recommend anyone who has a touchpad to do that to do it uh, again you know user beware i'm not responsible but it was great and i love it and it's running really well i'm not responsible either <laughs> uh but That's so cool. this hd widgets is sort of a widget program built for tablets it seems like to me and so it's got um it's got a great sort of like look to it and it's got a nice uh, clock and nice weather and um i just really enjoy it and then you know, with the big the, you know the touchpad is this big screen and so um, it just looks really nice on a big screen. Nice. HD widgets. Cool. Joey? Uh, this week, I'm um, sticking with game app picks. Uh, this is uh, Finger Dance Lite. Uh, this is the... 
portable touchscreen version of one of my favorite arcade games, Dance Dance Revolution. The difference being that unlike Dance Dance Revolution, which you play with your feet and you get a full-on cardio uh, uh, workout, this you play with your fingers on a touchscreen and get carpal tunnel. I want a video of Joey playing DDR. (laughs) I'm just saying. While he's playing this. I'm good with a lightsaber. Holding, just saying, holding a lightsaber. (laughs) God, that would be awesome. (laughs) Now I need to get a lightsaber. Yes, should donate. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, Overflowshow.com/slash/donate to send me a lightsaber. Listen to that, Joey, or not Joey, Jeremy, Eric. What's your name? You go. Which one? You. Me. Yes. Talking to me, Jeremy, Mister Lesniak. Grace us. So, ooh. so in my day job, I have to do some Wi-Fi testing periodically and, you know, making sure there's not too much crosstalk and, and whatnot. And my favorite app prior had been Wi-Fi Analyzer, which was a great free app. I like that one. But yeah. I stumbled on something the other day when I was doing some diagnostics called Wi-Fi Analytics. And I think I like it better. Really? It's still free. Um, and it's got some different interpretations and... You know, I was doing a profile for a, a local school, and I found that I was falling to that more than Wi-Fi Analyzer. So if you care to check out Wi-Fi stuff, then you should have this in your toolkit. Wow, that looks really nice. Yeah, I dug it. Like the the UI and stuff, that's pretty Yeah, good find. Yeah, and there's a, there's a um, make sure that you're aware that one of the panes in there, there's like six or seven different ones, has sound tied to it. Ah, embarrassed myself a little bit in front of some professionals. <laughs> it went. <"Bleh." laughs> I was awesome. like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on here." I'm sorry about that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that a boy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wi-Fi analytics. Eric, are you with us? <laughs> Go. Okay. So uh, my pick this week is Voodoo. OTA root keeper. Mm. And I, I picked this because, um, you know, we were talking about the prime earlier. And one of the things that all of us know when it comes to updates is that when you take an over the air update, most of the time it breaks your root. Mm-hmm. So then you either, yeah, you either you don't update or you have to figure out some other way to, uh, to do it. Um, but what this does is it, uh, you install this when you have a root and then you, um, and then you run it, and it creates like a backup copy of uh, of SuperUser and some of the other apps. Um, so that way, when you take an over-the-air update, you can actually uh, get your root back without having to, you know, wait for another method to come out. Um, and I just used that this morning, actually, and it worked perfectly when I updated my Prime to 0.13. Very cool. So that, yes, Very sir. Cool. How how are, how are you digging that rooted? Um, I mean, it's okay. I, I like having it rooted because I use uh, uh, the Avast um, antivirus and anti-theft program. Mm-hmm. And if you have if you have root and like an unlocked bootloader, you can do some extra fun, cool stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's good, and it also lets me do titanium, which is uh, very important. I think the thing but, I miss the most is ad blocker. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've I never just, used that, but I was actually thinking about giving it a try. I never realized how many ads the, a lot of the apps I was using actually had in them until I jumped over to the Nexus, and I was like, holy crap. 
crap, what the... <laughs> like, they were, they were almost totally different apps to me. It was ridiculous. See, I kind of feel a little... Oh. I would feel a little bad doing that ad blocker thing because I know, like, that a lot of, you know, a lot of developers put those ads in there so that way their apps can be free. So... Then make a paid donate I don't know. version. That's all. You could make a paid version. Why hey, not? Hey, Eric, I have a qu- I'm sorry, this, I'm sorry this is off topic of apps a second here, but... Hey, um, this I, whole I show this has been earlier. off topic, how so. does uh, How does that compare with the touchpad with running Ice Cream Sandwich? Oh. Um, is it, like, totally night and day difference? I mean, is it... Can you compare no. quad-core to a touchpad? Because he has it. You have a touchpad, didn't you, Eric, running ICS? Yeah, no, I have both of them. I, I mean, I right. think that... I think that the the one on the transformer runs a little bit smoother, mm-hmm. um, and it's like the resolution is better because like it for um, for the touchpad like it's sort of blown up and it's kind of big like it looks yeah, like it Duplo blocks or something like eight hundred um, by so, 600, 640 by four eighty res <laughs> exactly just Mario but I Land think there's huge. I think there's like a like a fix that you can flash in recovery now that does make the resolution on the touchpad better. But aside from that, I, the touchpad is a solid ice cream sandwich device. Yeah, I'm totally um, loving it. Like, I'm super impressed. I was not expecting it to work, especially this alpha version, as well as it does. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just not cop out, but I've been using Dropbox a lot lately for things I never really thought to use it for. Uh, when I was writing that review, I, I was taking screenshots on a few different Android devices and not all of them uh, were like registered with my SMB server to just use, you know, a file explorer over the network and stuff. So I was like, how the hell am I going to get all this stuff over to this one? I was like, dude, I'll just use Dropbox. Never even thought of using it for doing that. So the, that, um, I was also thinking you can put like, and I'm sure you guys are going to be like, duh, dude, duh. But you can put like control files and stuff in there that run things that you maybe want to update, but you don't want to have to update everywhere. Like you can use it for that. I I just that never occurred to me before. So I'm like I I fell in love with Dropbox all over again. So uh, the app for Android is phenomenal. Works great. Uh, Again, rule of thumb: don't put anything up there you wouldn't want. You know the internet to see it's you know we know how secure dropbox can be but for things like you know photo stuff things like that it's phenomenal so dropbox there you go speaking of dropbox at least on the windows side and i don't know about uh the linux or the mac or any of the other platforms because i haven't tried them recently at least a new install uh you can now select on the windows client if you want to synchronize only certain folders so you don't have to synchronize your entire Dropbox on every machine if you don't want to. Really? Yep. Kind of cool because I had a an application where I wanted to actually create a new folder hmm. uh, and have that synced, hmm. but I didn't want any of my other folders to come down. Hmm. Um, and, hmm. yeah, it, it works works like as a pen. Hmm. I just simply unselected all of my existing folders hmm. and created a new folder and let that sink. And mm. it did pull down all the stuff that I had left in my root Dropbox folder, which was, mm. you know, half a dozen things. But mm. other than that, it worked perfectly. Mm. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, uh, anything else we wanted to cover before we wrap this thing up? Eric, you got your how to root the prime. I got a tether, uh, the, the Wi-Fi tether how-to coming for uh, over on groovypost.com. Uh, a few other 
little little bits and, and pieces, little tidbits here and there. We're trying to write some more uh, tips and whatnot. Uh, anybody else got anything coming up soon on on Groovy Post? Anyone? Do you? Well, I might writing? have I might have a couple articles Something. in the pipe. Cool. Jeremy, I gotta. Uh, hold on, I gotta log in and see what it is. I'm thinking of writing about why Androids. I mean, sorry, excuse me. Apple's um, textbook, new new like electronic textbooks, and their new e- like e core system is not gonna work for college students. I'm pissed. Well. I didn't patent that idea like eight years ago when I first had it. That's all right. Um, do you you I, guys I, hear about the Galaxy Nexus on Verizon just getting jacked out of uh, the developer support pages for Google? I was kind of upset about this. I wanted a Nexus device, and here I am having this fake Nexus device. And you know what? Because of the way I think it has a lot to do, from what I understand, with you know uh, closed uh, CDMA radio stuff and and whatnot. But Verizon. I've just been completely unsatisfied with Verizon lately. I'm I'm sorry, but and and I don't know. It, has anybody ever been satisfied with their carrier? Uh, is there a carrier out there that will satisfy my needs? Probably not. But well, depends on where you are. True. Uh, I still Europe, think that the, the the best carrier thing is a regional or at best uh, possibly state wide debate. How about uh, you make LTE work good? Uh, and not suck battery life, and we just shift everything to VoIP, and just, I don't need your stupid minute cap. That's the dumbest thing. You can have this many minutes if you, like, shut up. I'm going to talk however long I want to talk. I've actually been thrilled with Verizon. I've been with Verizon for, let's see, 1999. They used to be good. Don't get me wrong. Their customer service has always been phenomenal. Really? Everything I've ever called them for, they have exceeded my expectations. Shut up. Not you're kidding. S- you're such a liar. I'm not kidding. Are you I serious? One day I said, "Hey, I got, t- I got, I got a phone on a personal account and a phone on a business account, and I feel like if I had these both on my business account as multi-line, it would save me money." They're like, "That that would happen," and I said, "I want to do that." They said, "Okay." I said, "What kind of cancellation fee?" They're like, "No, we're just going to do that." Huh? And like, just for no reason, they saved me fifty dollars a month. Wow. It's because yeah. they were raping the rest of us like an extra seventy-five, so it's cool. It adds up. Well, uh, Eric, you thank had a... you rest of the world for saving me fifty dollars a month. Hey, you're welcome, Eric. What you, you had something to say before you get out of here? Yeah, all I was gonna say is, you know, I was looking at, I was looking into this a little bit, and there, there have been a couple of responses from uh, a Google engineer, uh, Dan Morrill, and. I mean, like you said, Matt, the the real issue here is is that you know a lot of these CDMA binaries are closed source, and you know in the past they've always been closed source. Google has been including them in the Android open source project, just so that way people can build their phones. Like if you're a developer and you want to make a ROM, that way you can actually have it work out of the box mostly. Um, but all they're saying is that they can't guarantee you know they can't guarantee that in the future. Um, so it's not going to be an officially supported device. But that doesn't mean you can't develop for it, and it doesn't mean that people aren't going to figure out a way how. And if if they can work out a, a better deal with the with the patent holders, then maybe we'll see it supported again. I don't know. They, I personally, I think they probably should have. Uh, they probably should have come out with this ahead of the Galaxy Nexus launch, so that way, if you're a developer, you could choose to get the GSM version. Um, but I, I don't know. 
at this point, there's nothing you can do about it. If you can return it within 30 days and get a different phone, then maybe you should. No, there you go. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, panel, my lovely, lovely panel. I cherish this time we spend each week. Uh, We are going to shift the day, are we not? Mondays is our new record day. Is that yes? Well, it's up to you guys, but I I don't have to move it until the middle of March. I I, I would like to keep it on Thursdays in in the short term, at least, and we could have more time to talk about it. Sounds good. That's that works good to me, too. All right. Email show at attackoftheandroids.com. Check out our site at attackoftheandroids.com. You can leave us a message if you'd like, 406-204-4687. Check out all of our groovy writings over on groovypost.com and a new domain.net. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids dot com.